Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 20 freaking five of the pod. I am cannot even believe we're at 25 episodes here. That's halfway to or halfway. That's a quarter way to 100. Wow, Amanda, starting off strong. <laughs> I'm keeping it real as always. I'm so pumped, you guys, for today's episode. And before I get to that, I am so freaking excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by the Empowered and Recharged Retreat. Yep, I said retreat, you guys. I am so, so excited that one of my dreams that I have had for the past couple of years is finally coming to reality this fall, and I am pairing up with two incredible, incredible women to bring to you a retreat, a beautiful wellness retreat that is happening this fall. Um, myself, along with my co-founder of Empowered and Free, with those of you who are in Chicago, you know all about our Empowered and Free events um, that we've been running this year, which is our incredible, incredible, fun events company where we do wellness classes and yoga, and then we also um, have self-care practices that we bring in awesome, awesome speakers or panels, um, and we've done a body appreciation one, um, our, our first one was all based on hormone health and also self-care rituals. And it's just been such an incredibly empowering experience. And we wanted to bring it to you guys on a whole new level. So we are so pumped to be bringing on board Rachel from Rachel Recharged. I will make sure that all of her info is in the show notes so you can check her out as well. Um, She's an incredible woman who lives in LA, but she's originally from Chicago. And we are going to be bringing a the ultimate long weekend retreat on the beautiful and calming shores of Lake Michigan. So if you are in the Midwest or if you want to fly down, which I know some of you guys, uh, we have gotten a sneak peek preview of that this is happening um, and you have already told me you guys are going to be flying down from places like Atlanta and places like all over the U.S. or even Canada. I'm so excited. Um, And we are really, really reserving this for a small group of women to be able to take some time this fall to get away from the hustle and bustle of your daily routine and join an intimate circle of like-minded women to relax, recharge, and be empowered mind, body, and spirit. It's the perfect time. We're going to be running it from October 5th through the 7th. Um, and it's a really great time to just reground yourself, shed anything that is no longer serving you, and reconnect to your inner purpose and light. Um, and so, like I said, it's going to be just outside of Chicago, just a drive away, super, super simple. Um, and everything is going to be included for you. So you're not going to need to worry about anything. Healthy meals and snacks will be provided. We have two nights lodging in our lake house. And then we're going to be doing workshops on nutrition, hormone health, and tuning into your inner feminine power. Lots of unplugged rest and recharge time to digitally detox, live yoga and workout flows, and downtime to hang out by yourself or with new friends and some surprises thrown in there. So we are so freaking pumped. I cannot wait. And all of the information for how to get signed up, we are officially, officially opening early bird pricing. It is on freaking sale, my friends. And early bird is through August to, um, August of this year. So 2018, if you're listening in 2019, I'm sorry, you're way too far in the past, but hopefully we'll have a retreat that year. Um, 
And so if you are interested or want to learn more, just go to our website, www.empoweredandfreemovement.com and check it out. Or feel free to just personally shoot me uh, a an email and I will get all the details your way as well. Um, and we will go from there. I'm so freaking excited and I cannot wait to spend some quality one-on-one time with you and get to know your heart because that is what I do. That is why I do what I do. And um, I'm just, yeah, I just cannot, could not be more excited. Also, super excited to shout out this week's listener of the week. Woo woo, review of the week. So this is going out to on Instagram, keeping it under keeping underscore it underscore real underscore Christy. And she was mentioning our episode with Paige Moore which is all about finding your best friends with Paige Moore. And she said, I just came across this podcast, Live Your Fuck Yes Life with Paige Previver as Amanda's guest. It's so good and it resonates so much with me. Go give it a listen. I just love podcasts. It makes exercise and driving long distances so much easier as you're focused on a story. And in this case, a story very close to my heart and I'm sure many of you out there. So she was referring to this episode, which is all about BRCA, BRCA. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it or you know anyone in your life who has been impacted by BRCA or breast cancer or ovarian cancer or really just female empowerment in general. Um, it's a great episode to listen to as well. Um, and thank you for the shout out, my friend. You are the absolute best. All right. Enough freaking dilly dallying. Am I right? Uh, today's guest is my dear, beautiful friend, Wendy Weeks. Wendy and I have been like Instagram soul sisters for the past two years. And it's been really cool. She, we, we became friends just as I was starting my business and she has really um, been an integral part of me, um, believing in myself because she believed in me before I did, honestly, you guys. And, um, her goofiness and her just zest for life has always been something that I have been so, so, so blown away by and really resonate with. And I know you guys are going to feel the same way. So Wendy, uh, her like bits of her story. You guys are going to hear way more of her story, obviously, um, on the pod, but she lost her mom to cancer at 15. And that kind of sparked, um, a lot of years of exploration and jobs. And what I love about where she's at, particularly when we had this conversation a few weeks ago is she's in a really big transition in her life right now. Um, she, just very recently, within the last year, left corporate America and was working nine to five. Um, and, you know, has been pursuing this entrepreneur world and getting her certification in nutritional therapy practitioning or nutritional nutritional practitioner. (laughs) Um, and she, um, she has been really working on being able to create a business for herself and completely transition out of the corporate world and what she had been doing, um, for, for so many years of her life post school and, and really working in what she had been, studying in school, which I've spoken to a lot of you guys. And I know that I'm a little bit further along in my entrepreneurial journey. You know, I'm, I'm, I made the transition to, you know, doing this and, and, and being, you know, an entrepreneur on multiple facets. Um, and while I don't do, you know, my health and wellness full time, because I don't have to, in terms of time frame, I am making full time living. So I am able to do other things that also let me up like the podcast and like my acting and all of the things that I love in life. But there was a time, you know, which you guys know, if you've heard, listened to episode one, there was a time not so long ago, three years ago, where I was working seven part-time jobs just, just to barely, barely pay the bills. And 
you know, while our stories are very different, I really love hearing Wendy's perspective with where she's at right now because she's in the midst of the transition as we speak. She is just launching her business. She is just getting her feet off the ground. Um, and it's really, really awesome to hear her perspective. And I know a lot of you guys have considered transitioning out of what you're doing or are having thoughts like, I'm not really sure if this career path is for me. We dive into a lot of that this episode, and we also talk a lot about what she has been learning and what she's going to be applying with her clients, uh, with her practice, um, specifically on how to ditch toxins in their life and really start to heal from the inside out, which I know a lot of you are super, super into. So this is a great episode um, really for anyone, and I just cannot wait for you to hear her heart. And without further ado, I give you Wendy Weeks. Here we go. Hey, Wendy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amanda. I'm so stoked to be here. I'm so stoked so, you asked me to do this. So excited. Um, and I'm just really excited to hear and for the entire audience, like hear your story, because I think it is one of the most incredibly heartfelt and like very tough, like what you have had to navigate in your life, but also just like what you have started to to turn your entire life into and where you've gone in the past year of knowing you, or maybe it has been longer than that. I think maybe it's been longer, but just watching maybe a couple months longer. Yeah. But like watching, like from us, like meditating together because we're like, this should be fun and we should learn how to meditate to like going beyond that and just like really, really starting your own business and like following your heart and leaving corporate. Like, I just think it's so beautiful. And the way that you've turned your entire life into the things that light you up is exactly something that I personally resonate so much with because that's something that I've been on a path for myself for the past couple of years. And I just, I'm super stoked for everyone to get to know you better. So I guess to start, if you just want to, you know, give a snapshot of your story and kind of how you've gotten to, to this point now, because I know it obviously was not an easy or seamless journey there. (laughs) Yes. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. And Actually, as you were saying that, it kind of started to like bubble up in me because this feels a little surreal. I think like every little piece of my life that's gotten me to this, like this is kind of like the pinnacle of of it all. And um, and it's kind of surreal. And you saying that and and kind of like putting that out there um, is a realization moment for me like that. Oh, my gosh, I did that. Mm-hmm. Like I quit my job. I, you know, I have transformed into a different person. I've um, investigated like all these different things that like I thought would make me more me. And here I am like truly living out my life purpose. So, um, it's really humbling to be on your podcast and to talk about that now, because I just like, I felt so lost for so long. Um, so really where it started was when I was 15. Um, and that's when my mom passed away from cancer. And I, I remember that point in my life, um, I mean, I remember it being really heavy and I remember it just like kind of consuming my being um, for a little while there for probably a couple of years. And then I went to college and college was really like, it felt like my opportunity for a fresh start. Um, Mm -hmm. And it felt like, like I all of a sudden had this choice to make of like, I could continue to be not that I was like in a state of like depression necessarily, um, but I could like operate from I could choose to operate from like a sad kind of low vibe um, place and like live from that. Or I could rise up and, you know, be like kind of 
give to the world what I wanted to give it, which was kindness and love, um, empathy and openness and exploration. So somewhere along the way, I made that decision. And, um, and, you know, I, yeah, so a lot of different things go into that, but I just started to treat the world in the way that I really like wanted the world to be and the way that I wanted to be internally. So, Mm. um, I started, you know, smiling at strangers. I started trying to like start conversations with random people so that they, you know, if they felt like shy or, or looked small, you know, I tried to like talk to them to kind of get them out of their shell and like rise them up and involve them in the world around them and just little things like that. And I just tried to be a good person, I guess. And, um, and, you know, go above and beyond to do that. And, uh, and so that's kind of where it started was college. And, um, you know, I tried to find myself in a lot of different ways in college. Uh, one of the ways was actually, I was going through a pretty crummy breakup with this guy that I'd been on and off with for like three years. And, um, and I, like, I was looking for something again, I was like looking for something to be rooted in and I found yoga. Um, so I walked into a core power yoga studio and I will never forget this flow. Like I was standing on my mat and she had us like position our, our legs into warrior two. And then all of a sudden she's like, okay, now rise, like raise your arms up. And I remember it was Ellie Goulding and Faith Nectar's light <laughs> remix. And I literally like, I felt myself like more than ever in that moment, I literally like rooted and I rose. And I like, I just remember that. And, um, and so yoga has become a huge part of my life since that moment. And I became a yoga instructor and I started teaching classes and, um, going to yoga myself. And that's really like, I find myself on my mat. So that's, that's been a big part of my journey. Um, and then, you know, after college, so after I graduated, um, I was dating someone else at this point, a lot happier in my relationship <laughs> and a lot happier, like in my life. And this man, Logan, who I'm with now, um, he really like ripped me out of my shell in a very good way. Like, literally a, I think it was a year after we graduated, we backpacked Europe. And this was after a job that I had had that I hated. Like I was, I was a loan officer at a bank and, you know, that's great for some people, but for me, it was like not my sole purpose at all. Mm -hmm. I was having to wear a suit, being told what to do every day, you know, having to live within these really tight confines. And I remember looking around the room at, at people like that I was working with. And I remember thinking about their life, life and, sorry, I, I remember thinking about their life when I looked at them. And, um, and I thought like, even just the conversations that I had with people, they, they just kind of said that they watched TV and like hung out at home on the weekends. And I'm like, really? Like your soul isn't yearning for more. Like mm. I couldn't connect with these people and not anything personal against these people. It's just like the culture of this corporate environment was so, I did not fit. Like I would cry every night when I came home, I was living with my sister at the time. And she hated living with me, she said, because I just came home and I was a grump and like never wanted to make dinner, never wanted to like hang out. I was just tired and fed up and felt hopeless. So um, I was about to quit that job after like nine months and I had my little two weeks notice paper ready and um, and I was ready to do it. But then there's something in my head that's like, I, I'm not a quitter. Like, I don't want to quit. I feel like, you know, I, maybe I can make a change here or something. And so I held out. But like, you know, they obviously sensed the energy that I was already feeling and they ended up firing me um, after like, you know, a month or two later. And um, that was the best thing that ever happened to me mm-hmm. because 
in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like that was the first time in my life that I actually felt like I, like maybe by societal norms, I had failed. And like, I had been pushed out of something that I tried, you know, to do my best at. And that was like the first time that had ever really happened to me. And like, it, it was kind of a reality check. Like, like it was a reality check for me be on a spiritual level of you can't keep doing something that isn't your sole purpose. Like you are meant for something else. And so, um, you know, I met with a career counselor and figured out that I wanted to be in health and wellness. So I went on to do some internships and um, then a full-time job for three years at a company um, who, you know, was, uh, it was great for what it was, but it, on the inside, um, it was tearing me apart. I felt like, again, my voice was not, I couldn't be loud enough. Like I couldn't express myself in the way that I wanted to. And I, you know, through compensation and titles and all of that, like I kept being told I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. You have to prove your value mm. when like day after day I was proving that. And so I was like, this is not right again. So I quit. Um, and, and prior to me quitting, I had like stumbled across my friend, a friend of a friend's Instagram who was a nutritional therapy practitioner. And I reached out to her because I just thought that what she did was interesting and I wanted to learn more about it. So, um, so yeah, I reached out to her, we met for coffee and she told me this story about this man who was healed from cancer through nutritional therapy. And of course that struck me on a very soul level because I had lost my mom to cancer when I was 15. And so I remember that drive home and I thought, holy crap, like I have found my purpose. Like I can use my marketing degree that I earned in college and um, my passion for healing, healing people, uh, my passion for nutrition and yoga and all these different elements that contribute to health and mm -hmm. our vibrancy um, to like, you know, project that into the world. And that can be my voice and like my platform. So long story short, I became a nutritional therapy practitioner. I just graduated last week and I have never felt more rooted in myself and never felt more rooted in like, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine doing anything else with my life. So mm -hmm. here I am. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I, I want to get into what all that looks like and what that actually means. Cause I, I remember when you first told me like nutritional therapist practitioner, I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So we'll definitely yep. go into that more, but I just want to yeah. say, and I think it's so the reason I'm so excited to have you on right now is because this is so fresh for you. And I know that so many of you guys listening right now are navigating your own life. And a lot of you are feeling frustrated or stressed out within the confines of the job or the path that you're on. And I just think Wendy's story is such a testament to the fact that your life is always in your own hands. Like you have the power to constantly say, nope, I'm going to pivot. Um, you know, like we live in a world right now where most people don't have like jobs for 40, 50 years anymore. Like we're going into this really beautiful and kind of, I think avant-garde and, and in a way scary, like way of living where it's like, okay, like try this for five years, do a startup here or like own, own your own business. This, that doesn't work. Try something else. Like the internet wa has such a beautiful way of allowing us to be able to do that. And I know for one, I'm so dang grateful, but it's also so up to us. And I just think that, you know, it can be scary, especially when we have these traditional, you know, like, like a marketing degree. Well, I got to go and work at a big old marketing firm. And like, that's what 
you're taught in school, but I just think that your story is such a powerful reminder that, you know, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you can always pivot. You know, it's like I'm all I'm thinking about right now is that Ross and Rachel scene when they're trying to bring the the, <laughs> hey, Matt, the sofa hey, up. <laughs> He's like, pivot, pivot, <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. I believe in that 100. I, you know, it's gonna sound really cliche, but. I believe with every fiber of my being, because I am sitting here speaking to you about this experience, that it is essential for us to listen to our hearts and to get quiet and listen to what they're telling, what it's telling us to do, um, to listen to our soul and really trust that gut instinct. Um, because there are so many pressures. There's societal pressures. There's pressures that our parents put on us. And um, there's financial pressures. There's a million things that could stop you from um, doing what your soul purpose is. But once you kind of recognize that like you're separate from that, like in a very um, psychological sense, like there is the ego and then there's the self. And like when we can separate the ego from the self and be present in this moment and be present with like truly what our intuition is telling us without the fear and the gunk and the pressure, it's like something really beautiful happens. And I have almost no words for the shift that has happened since I quit my job and pursued this passion. Like um, I have had so much support from people that I actually never dreamed that I would have support from. Um, random people have come out of the woodwork mm -hmm. saying, Oh my gosh, this is your sole purpose. You have found it. Like, I'm so proud of you. I've never felt more loved and supported and held by not only like the universe or the energy or like, you know, whatever it is that you believe in on a higher level. Um, but also like in a very strong, like community sense, like, I feel like the community has come around me to like, almost give me a hug yeah. of like support. And so, and even, you know, my dad, who um, I'm sure is going to be listening to this. Hi, dad, um, <laughs> who <laughs> has really always told me about the value of like, you know, having a career and having the, the, you know, the income to support your life and all of that, all of that is important. And all of those principles that he taught me are so true, but the way that we go about it can be our own. And that's mm. what I've learned. And that's what I'm really beginning to understand and live. Yeah. It's rad as a girl who has been and, and has been where in your shoes, like starting off and is on the other side, like it's so freaking worth it. And it takes yes. work. Like it is not, a piece of cake, you know, entrepreneurship is not for the weak hearted for sure. Um, because <laughs> yes. you're your own boss, you know, but it's also so freeing and so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I applaud you so much. So just for all Thank you listening, you. know that it is possible and <laughs> take one yes. as an example. Um, okay. So I want to dive a little bit into stuff with your mom. So obviously, you know, losing your mom at 15 is really tough and that's like right your formative years and I know she's she's made a huge impact on like where you're at now and your decision to pursue what you're pursuing but how do you feel like that informed you know the past what 10 plus years of your life like how has that mm -hmm. adjusted your perception and and the way you navigate the world yeah that's um a great question I so going back to like my college years, I, I really felt like there was a definitive moment where I had a choice to make. Like I either could stay sad and, and play the victim role of I've lost my mom and, um, you know, I lost, I, I won't have her for the rest of my life. She won't be there for all those monumental moments. 
like, and I still feel that don't get me wrong, but I think that it's a conscious choice that I made at some point, um, to, to choose love instead, Mm. um, on a very general sense to choose like love and kindness and to really like, I don't, to just be as optimistic as possible. Um, because we're all dealt a hand of cards and I'm beginning to understand that we're not dealt those for no reason. Um, you don't, lose someone for no reason. And that sounds, that took me a long time actually to come to that realization. It took me a long time um, to like accept and to get rid of like guilt that might be associated with like, I lost my mom, but I found me. And, um, and I think that that that's the result of me making that conscious choice to like, just be who I truly am um, and to kind of live her legacy through my actions and my words and the way that I am with others. And yeah, I mean, I just try to make her proud and, um, and make myself happy because I know that that's what she would want. And then also from like a nutritional and wellness perspective, she passed away from cancer. And the more that I learn about the body and disease, literally dis-ease in the body, I understand how all these components come together to create either a healthy organism or, you know, something that, um, or an organism where things like disease can thrive. And if my mom, you know, if I knew what I knew now back then, I think I could have brought my mom back to wellness. And so that's why, Mm. that's why I'm so passionate about this work because cancer and, and all these diseases are too normalized in our society. And so it just, it like stems a passion or I have a passion that's like stemming from losing my mom um, that I don't want that to happen anymore. I'm so sick of this being normalized. So that's, yeah, that's the other half of it. So, okay, wait a little more on that. So what, what do you mean by it's being normalized? Like in the sense that it's people just like, okay, well she got cancer. So there we go. And now she has to go through Mm -hmm. chemotherapy and all this stuff. And you feel like there's another way to tackle that. I do. I, I think that it's normalized in the sense that we almost come to expect that as you get older or, as we age, um, things will happen. Your body will start to deteriorate. You'll get heart disease or cancer or arthritis or all these different diseases that we just, we just come to expect them now. And when you look at the history, these things didn't used to exist, at least not on the level that they are now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my work through like in school to become a nutritional therapist, I, learned about all these things, you know, like how we've introduced chemicals into our food system. We've introduced refined sugars and how our entire way of growing food and obtaining food has shifted for the worse and how we really have to be an advocate for our own health in order to have, um, you know, a healthy life and to live vibrantly. So, so yeah, I, I think that we just come to expect that that's normal, but it's really not, um, we're meant to flourish and be vibrant and, um, and not age as disgracefully as we do yeah. these days. For sure. <laughs> what are some things, because I know this is like a huge part of what you're talking about, and I want to just dive in because I think it's so, so mm-hmm. valuable, this information. But like, what are some things that we can do to prolong our life or like prevent us from from you know getting these? Because obviously there are genetics can play a component of that, and I know first and foremost what that feels mm-hmm. like. But, right. you know, there are... I, I also am such an advocate for holistic health and we, and, you know, we, we could talk about this for hours and I just think that food is 
medicine if we treat it as such. So what are some mm-hmm. things that we can start doing like today that would be, or, or start avoiding today that would allow us to, you know, put ourselves on a, on a more healthy path? Yeah, I think generally, um, this isn't going to sound like food at first, but I'll get there. I promise. I think that stress, stress and like separation. Okay. So stress can manifest in a lot of different ways. I think that it can manifest as separation from the self. So when you like, for instance, when I was at that corporate job and didn't feel like I fit in, um, I think it was really like that was adding stress to my life. And if I look at pictures from those times in my life, I was inflamed and red and puffy. And like, you know, I just like my body was literally fighting like what I was experiencing in my life. So I think removing the stresses quite literally like in your life um, from what you do on a day-to-day basis to what you eat. So like stress, uh, stresses, I'm sorry, (laughs) sugar causes a lot of stress in the body Um, and not drinking enough water causes a lot of stress in the body and um, not eating enough fats doesn't, it doesn't give our, like fats give our body nourishment and that's really what we thrive on and where our energy can come from. So Um, so eating, you know, healthy fats like avocados and olive oil and, um, nut butters, nuts and sprouted seeds and things like that, um, nourish the body and drinking half your body weight in ounces of water every day and, um, things like that, I guess, nutritionally, you know, going kind of starting there and avoiding refined sugars as much as possible, like the cane sugar and all the hidden creepy sugars in food, like, maltodextrin and brown rice corn syrup, syrup. <laughs> yeah all that yeah. shit like what is that so yeah avoiding all of that I mean just living um or eating kind of a more like green diet a more colorful diet um staying away from sugars but in, still indulging because I think like when you stay away when you try to avoid things like desserts and stuff that also causes stress because your body yeah. wants a little sweet treat so like balancing it out but like mainly eating, you know, colorful fruits and vegetables, eating your fats, um, eating protein and getting enough water. I think that that's really a good place to start nutritionally. Um, and then like mindset is huge. So kind of going back to like, you know, where are you at in your life and are you happy with that? Um, I think taking time to explore the possibilities through meditation, yoga, walking, something that you love, like hiking, dancing, singing, playing guitar, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a balance of kind of all of those things. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and those are things that I personally have, have implemented into my life the past couple of years and made a huge difference. And I, and I think what you've been talking about too, in terms of positive psychology and really flipping your perspective, like I remember when I first started that, and trying to just like have a positive mindset. Like that was my goal. I was like, I'm just going to be positive for the, for the next month. Like I am going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop feeling irritated. And that's not to say that I'm not going to acknowledge when something frustrated has happened, but that I'm going to choose to see the good in the situation because I was just becoming a terrible person. And I know we've talked about this before off, you know, off the line. And honestly, I feel like that's how we connected at first is because we were both just like, all right, we're just going to be those peppy ass humans who are like lighting our ways and living our fuck yes lives because like, that's the way I want to live. And I wasn't like, you guys see me now, you'll see Wendy now, but like a couple years ago, like this is not 
who we were. Like we were not mm-hmm. showing up every day like this for ourselves. And it takes work every single day. Like I sometimes have to throw myself into a dance party because if I don't do that, <laughs> I'm just going to be yes. a terrible human and a total bitch. Amen. And I know that. Dance is like, it's soup for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> But I just think, I think there is, it's interesting because I've had a lot of conversations about this and I know that I've spoken to a lot of people who have been like, well, aren't you just kind of putting on, you know, like when you're, when you're forcing quote unquote yourself into these um, positive frequencies, like, isn't that not really your true self? And I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So I can resonate with that. I do understand where, you know, that feedback comes from because if we're on all the time and we have this positive and peppy energy all the time, it's draining. Like what we've talked about offline, Amanda, like it's draining to like show it is like, I will say it, it's draining to show up 100% of the time at 100%. And I don't think it's realistic. I mean, we are human and um, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be, you know, this like model for a perfect life. We're just, we're trying to be real. And that's what I really appreciate about you and what you're doing is that it stems from a place of authenticity. And like the first thing that you said, when I asked you today, how are you? You said, I'm tired. I'm Mm -hmm. exhausted. (laughs) And like that, that was a real response. Most people would say, I'm good. How are you? And I think that's what I said. So it's like, there is a daily reminder to like be real and to really express truly what you're feeling. And Um, And I do think that, you know, there is a silver lining in all the bad shit that happens to us. And there's a reason why those things happen to us and they all play into the bigger story. Um, And it's okay to feel those things like when they happen. And I think if we put on a front and if we just say, you know, for instance, for me, yes, my mom died, but I'm a happy person. I am so optimistic and life is wonderful like I couldn't, that's not real. That's not, it's, there has to be like, it's, I think it's more of a constant conscious shift of like, I am going to choose this way of Mm -hmm. living versus like, I'm just going to mask everything that I feel. I think that's a really good differentiation. Cause I think you're right. Like we don't wear masks and, and if we, and I used to for years and my mask was very fake and I would show up to these events or whatever. And I would be like, Hey, how are you doing? And then I would go home and be like, Oh my God, I'm so irritated about everything that just happened. Right. <laughs> and, and tired. I would, yeah. And tired and frustrated and just also anxious. Like I dealt with anxiety for a long time and still deal with it occasionally, but it's like something that for so long I felt like I, yeah, I just had, I felt fake, if that makes sense. Like I felt like I was putting on this fake wall because it is when you're putting up a wall, you're not being your true self. And it's so easy to play into that because most of us do, right? We put up these walls because it's quote unquote easier to show the world that than to share the vulnerable shit because vulnerability Mm -hmm. is fucking hard and it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of courage. But I also think that separating that and realizing that like, okay, you can either build a wall or you can flip your perspective and you can choose to show up with as much light as you possibly can, like in, in your lifetime, (laughs) in your day. Um, and also feel the feels. Like I always say to this to my clients, I'm like, you feel the feels and then you take inspired action. Right. And it's like, how can we see what happened? How can we see what's going on in our life? And how can we choose to move from a place of joy today? Because 
it's a choice every single fucking day. It's a choice. And it's not one that's always easy to make. And I will be so honest with you guys, like the past month, I've been so overwhelmed, so tired, and there's been a lot of stuff happening. But I'm choosing to show up from a place of joy because I know that if I don't do that, I'm going to be a hot mess. And I don't want to be a hot mess. I'm already a hot mess, like enough. I don't need to be more of one because I'm choosing to be irritated. Right? Yes. Um, Yes. So I just think that that's so important. Yeah, go ahead. I agree. No, I think we need more of that in this world. I think there really is too much of, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Hmm. We're so trained to give an automated response where it's like, wait, we are actually living, breathing, dynamic beings who feel you know, different things on and off and different things come into our, you know, consciousness. Mm -hmm. And like, we're allowed to react to that. And I think that our society tells us, you know, like, especially in business, don't be emotional. And it's like, well, we are emotional beings, we have feelings, and we have um, things that, you know, we're drawn to, I guess, um, that aren't always positive, but it's about like not staying in that spot. And mm-hmm. like you said, take inspired action. I love that. And I think that's exactly, exactly. The, if I were to sum it up, what I have chosen to do in my life is take that inspired action. Yeah. I love that. Ooh, it's so funny ah. thinking about that because I was just at my 10 year high school reunion a few weeks back mm-hmm. and I went into it you know, I've still remained in contact with a lot of my high school friends, more of my high school friends, honestly, than my college friends. And, um, and so like, I know what a lot of them are up to, but I still anticipated going in. And the first question you always get when you meet someone new is what do you do? Right. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, because honestly, that wasn't really my experience with my reunion, which was so lovely. It was like, what are you doing right now? That makes you happy. Like what, what's going on in your life? And yes. I'm like, why can't this be more of what we talk about? Because yes, what I honestly, what I do is a huge part of what makes me happy because I've made it that way. But for a lot of us, it's a separate thing, right? A lot of us, it's like we go and work a nine to five that pays the bills, which makes us happy because we can go on these trips and we can do other things. But it's like the things that light us up are, you know, going rock climbing on the weekends with our best friend or drinking a whiskey, you know, like on the, on the stoop when it's really beautiful and warm outside, like all these things that are really what light our fire and light us up inside. And so I don't know you guys should just start, stop, stop asking the question. All of you guys listening, stop asking the question. Yes. <laughs> what do you do? And start asking yes. what lights you up. <laughs> we, that resonates so deeply with me. We need to shift the conversation. It's, we are so like, I almost feel on some level, like we are dead as a culture. Like we don't talk about things that are really happening. Like there've been some things that I've gone through in my life that I would have really loved to have like a real friend. Not that I don't have real, I have many friends that I am so grateful for that are real friends, of course. But I would have liked to, you know, I would like to have more of an openness in our culture about like, you know, things that really upset us. Like things, yeah, things that really impact us on a soul level, but like mm-hmm. we're too afraid to bring up because we don't want people to like hold that against us or to think of us in a different way. Yeah. But I think we absolutely need to shift the conversation. And it's amazing that you brought this up because I have been thinking about this a lot lately. Like the, what do you do part? You know, if someone asks you that, I like, I think it'd be funny to say, well, I go to the bathroom. I drink water. I read <laughs> books. Let me walk you I- through my day. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like to be real about it, like that is truly what I do. Like it's, I think that our culture is so 
like surrounded around this, like, what is your career? Your career like dictates so many things. And I see all these people who have families, but they work all the time and they never hang out with their kids. It's like, what is your life really about? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think, I think that, um, it's important to have those passions. And when you work because it's your passion, that's one thing, but like, I don't, I just see so much, um, unintentional action in our culture. And I think just by shifting this conversation, we can start to think about things differently. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Okay. So I know you've had a lot of personal health stuff that you've worked through, like via all this holistic living stuff that you've been navigating and like a big part of why you've started going into nutritional therapy practicing. <laughs> Is that how you say <laughs> yes. it? Um, and so I'm curious, um, like what have you personally like been able to heal or start healing within your own body? Cause I feel like so often we like, you know, hear all these things like do this for this, do this for that. But we don't actually see like personal, you know, like testimonies yes. almost in a way. And I know I personally have had a few, but I would love to hear some of yours that you've navigated. Yeah. And I do think that everybody's bio-individual. So like what works for me might not work for someone else just because like their body's different, mm -hmm. literally like made up of different things. But um, yeah, I've dealt with migraines. So that was one of the first things that I tackled through nutritional therapy. And really what it took for me was an elimination diet. Um, mm -hmm. I actually worked with another nutritional therapist at the time. This was before I had gone to school for it and everything. And um, we eliminated basically everything except meat, fish, and vegetables for a month for 30 days. And I think that what happened was I reduced inflammation. I reduced um, potential sensitivities to foods that I was eating. Um, I took out stressors like sugar or, you know, things that like, again, I might be sensitive to. And after that, I have not had a migraine since last March. So that was wow. when I did the protocol. So yeah, migraines has been huge for me to did you reintroduce get food since then though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have. And I've been more mindful about it. Um, I mean, I've introduced a little bit of everything that I know is healthy, but I've moderated the things that I know don't serve my body as well. So mm -hmm. things like refined sugars or, um, yeah, things like that. I, that's kind of the main thing is refined sugars. I hold back on dairy a little bit, but yeah, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So migraines is one thing. Um, the other thing was acne. So I'm actually dealing with that still right now and it's getting better as time goes on, but acne is super freaking frustrating, especially when you're in your mid twenties and you're mm -hmm. like, I should have been done with this shit. Like, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, why is this all of a sudden worse than it's ever been in my life? So um, acne has been like, not only frustrating for me, but also it has taken kind of an ax to my self esteem a little bit. Because, of course, like, you know, you want, I, I'm a nutritional therapist, like I should have a clear face by now, I should have this figured out. But it's, it's important to remember that like, it takes the body time to heal. Mm -hmm. And I've been nourishing myself with a lot more water, um, more fiber, more green vegetables, green leafy vegetables, um, low glycemic things like, you know, fruits with less sugar, like blueberries instead of bananas or mangoes, things like that. Um, eating more vegetables as a whole, eating more fats, healthy fats, like avocados, nuts, sprouted seeds, etc. That's helped a ton with acne. And then I've also done topical treatments, you know, if I sell beauty counter, I'm, I partner with beauty counter to raise awareness that like, there are so many toxins in our personal care industry. And, um, that's, it's just unacceptable. Like there hasn't been a law passed on cosmetics mm -hmm. or any personal care products since 1938. And I think that's complete bullshit. 
So um, that's been a part of acne as well for me is like dealing with it topically as well as internally. And then brain fog, like that feeling of like, I'm not really here. Um, my memory kind of sucks, you know, that kind of stuff. I've been dealing with that and treating that with nutritional therapy. So again, eating more healthy fats, less of like the refined carbohydrates slash none as, you know, as much as, as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and just drinking a ton of water, taking care of myself mentally and physically, like going and working out, doing yoga, moving and kind of making my brain active in that way. All those things have helped me with, with those symptoms. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. That's a lot of things. No, but, <laughs> yes. but I think it's interesting too, because I think even a couple of years ago, I would have never thought that like what you eat would affect your acne. Like we are so taught that like you just use these proactive and put it all yeah. over your face and strip your body of, you know, like whatever and put benzoed peroxide or whatever it is. Like I used to use yeah. all these awful things to try to get rid of it when I was in like high school and stuff. You're never yes. taught that it's an internal thing or can often so often be an internal thing. And I think that's why for so long I didn't realize like I had eczema really, really bad my whole life, chronic, chronic, really bad eczema. And then I remember like my first date with my, with my husband, like it was winter time. So I had gloves on, but when we went inside, he like grabbed my hand and he told me a couple of dates later, like he asked me about my hands because he didn't want to be like rude and say anything, but my hands were so bad when we first met and they still have like, whatever they were navigating as we went on, but they were so bad. They were like blistered and pussy and like cut up because they were just so eaten raw and he thought I had like saved a baby from a grease fire. That's literally what he said. Oh. <laughs> he was like, I thought you were just like this awesome person who had just like, <laughs> you know, like fire, like had hands, like whatever. But no, like oh my, my hands were so bad and it was a really, really sensitive thing for me. And like last year I, I worked through a program and I went grain free and my my eczema went away, like completely gone. Um, and I've since re- reintroduced some grains, but like gluten has pretty much like been gone from my, from my diet, um, with the odd exception. But every time I eat gluten now I get a flare up and it's so mm. fascinating to me because for so long I was just putting all these topical creams on. Cause that's what my you know dermatologist doctor recommended when really it was just like all internal. My body just was not, it was like showing up another way. So it's super fascinating. And is that really what nutritional like therapy is all about is about how to heal your your body, like from the inside out with food protocols, like that's what I'm getting from you. Yeah. So it's really addressing the root cause of your symptoms. So like a symptom, I would consider a symptom to be like migraines, acne, always tired. Um, you know, that fatigue feeling or like memory issues. Those are all symptoms. Those are all like ways that our body communicates what it needs, either more of something or less of something. Mm. And that's really what nutritional therapy is, is like, I'm able to support Um, my client's health from a very like rooted level um, of like, let's figure out really what your body needs so that those symptoms disappear further up the line, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And like fuel your body from the inside out, which is my mantra for life. Yes. And truly like what you were saying about the skin, um, the skin is our body's largest organ. And so um, it's really important when you look at the skin, like I, I actually am starting to listen to this book and I can't remember the name of it right now there's my memory, but, (laughs) but, um, I am listening to this book about by this dermatologist. Who's talking about like if a client or a patient walks into her office, she can tell within seconds, like what her body needs just by looking at their skin and, and their face. And if they have rosacea or acne or eczema, um, and she can kind of tell what it needs and how to heal them. And so that's, 
really what nutritional therapy is, is it's like looking at the root cause of what your body is communicating. Yeah. And how food can literally heal you, which is yes. so incredible. It's just- and it's so weird. Like when I was talking to, or when I was working with, with that nutritional therapist and did an, an informational interview with her, um, I didn't actually think that like she could do anything about my migraines. I actually wanted to work with her just to understand what she did on a daily basis because mm-hmm. I thought it looked really cool and really rewarding. But then she said, okay, well, what would you like to address? What do you, what do you experience? Like, what, what do you feel? And I said, well, I don't know. I get migraines. And she goes, oh, awesome. Let's do it. And I, I was like, wait, what? You can heal that through nutritional therapy? Like, you can heal that through food? And that was a huge eye-opening moment for me. It was similar to you with your eczema, like getting rid of the grains and the gluten yeah. especially. It's so interesting to think, like thinking back, I used to have chronic migraines too. And I never thought about that oh. in relation to my diet. And they got really bad when I was in my peak binge eating phase. And I probably mm-hmm. had one a week. And they were to the point where I was like debilitated, like throwing up like awful migraines. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just thought like my mom had them. I just thought it was like a genetic thing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so funny. You think because I've been thinking about it. I was like, I haven't had a true proper headache in a long, like I still get them for, like every so often when I'm stressed or when the weather changes, my body seems to yeah. not really love that. But overall, like I have had so few, so like maybe once or twice a quarter, I will have like a Amazing. migraine start to pop up or like a little headache kind of pop in, but they're nothing yeah. like they used to be. That's amazing. I'm not surprised, honestly, since you've taken out the grains and the gluten and all those things. I mean, those tend to be inflammatory. And so they, yeah, they're very common triggers for things like migraines. So yeah. I'm not surprised. And also going back to genetics, like there's this saying that genetics load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Mm. And I think that that's really important to remember. Like Yes, we may be, and I know this is very near and dear to your heart right now with your story um, that, you know, like we can be predisposed to certain things, but we can, again, make that choice to make those choices every single day to better our health and to choose things that make us feel well and vibrant um, and not have to be a victim to like the cards that we've been handed, whether it's something that you experience in your life or like a traumatic event or something that is just in your genes. I love that. I could not agree with you more. For real. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're love amazing. It. I feel like we could talk about this forever. Um, but before we hop off, I want to chat about a few fun questions to end this off. You ready? Oh, totally. Let's okay. Do it. This is a funny one. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by you know, it's funny. I've actually thought about this. Um, don't you think that leggings will be like the thing that will be like, I cannot believe we wore those skin tight spandex things and we thought that we looked cute. Okay. If people say that, I will be sad because leggings <laughs> are all I live in. <laughs> I'm sorry, but do you remember like when I was in college, I was like, I am not going to be that girl that wears leggings. And then I went on to become a yoga instructor and yeah. work at a yoga company and <laughs> Yeah, I live in leggings as well. So I feel you. But I just have a feeling, you know, maybe. I see it. I see it. I was thinking more like Tinder, but that also works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. That too. That could be one. <laughs> okay. I love it. Which Disney character are you most like? Ooh. 
That's a very good question because honestly, I'm not much of a Disney gal, which mm. I'm hesitant to say because I know you are. Um, That's okay. We don't have to be the same. <laughs> well, if I were to choose, I don't know. I mean, you help me out. I'm like, I'm a little rebellious, mm. very soul fueled. I feel like, like you're kind of Moana. Like that's just my gut instinct. Ooh, but also, I haven't seen that. do you know Meg from Hercules? Yes. So the like very sassy princess okay. that I okay, think is I like could... so sarcastic, but also like funny. I feel like I could oh, okay, see that I too. Could... Yeah, I could get with that. You're I'm like a combo. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, then Meg and Moana. And Moana. The two M's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that actually, that's and perfect. And you put it upside down, and it I'm... makes a W, so it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you get, oh, my gosh. That is awesome. That is soul right there. All right. And then favorite thing you've seen on the internet lately? Oh, God. I don't even know. Um, this is going to take me a second. Logan showed me a meme the other day about some dog, and I can't remember what the dog was doing. But that's clearly etched in your brain forever, so. Oh, my God. No, I'm really bad at these questions. Like, I don't know. I'm not very into, to be honest, I don't really, like, scroll the internet or, like, in or uh, Instagram or, like, social media or whatever for, like, enjoyment. Does that sound terrible? No, I don't do it for, like... What do you, okay, so then what's something that you've, like, read lately that has struck with you or listened to Ooh. lately that has struck with you? Um. So I'm about to move. And I like I'm moving at the end of next month and I've been reading Spark Joy and it's this mm-hmm. book by I think her name is Marie Kondo. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And she talks all about like having the things in your life that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. So I've been loving that book, Spark Joy. And um, I wouldn't say I'm going to be a minimalist ever, but I want to move toward like more intentional living in that way. Yeah. So that has really inspired me. But that's not like, that's not funny. Like, I don't have, have anything funny. funny to share. It doesn't have to be funny. <laughs> okay. I'm, I swear I have a sense of humor. I'm just not into pop culture, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm not really either. I was probably going to have to say like some like bachelorette thing because I'm obviously watching the latest. I know you guys. Oh, I'm a bachelorette I need to get back fan. On that bandwagon. It's just, I can't. I watched it from the beginning. I am an OG like fan. It's my one time a week where I just sit and dull my brain. And I, need I that. love it. We need that. <laughs> ours is Survivor, which is so random. Oh our God. friend was on Survivor. And like, no one watches, who watches Survivor anymore? Sorry, Jeff Probst. But um, we watch it every week now. We like live for Survivor now. It's is so it weird. good still or is it kind of weird? I mean, it's, it's one of those bubblegum shows. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to get anything from it, but it's a, it's a mind duller for I sure. I used to be obsessed. So I'll have to oh. maybe go back to it when I was like, you know, a long time ago, like I would watch it with my parents and shit. Yes. Like, yeah. Me too. Remember that Richard guy who would like run around naked? <laughs> That's the season I remember. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You I remember oh OG Survivor, you guys. Apparently, we apparently if Survivor's still on the air, so you heard it here first. Yeah. Go back yeah. and start watching. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Okay. It's worth it. It's worth it if you need to dull your mind. I love it. All right. And then last question: What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Oh my gosh, it means living from a living from a soul fueled energy source that you can only find from within yourself. Like no one else can validate that for you. No one else can give you that answer. It's truly like listening to your heart and being quiet enough to 
allow it to come to you and then to like say yes to it Mm -hmm. and just fucking go because we have one life and we have one shot at like making a purpose or you know making a mission oh my gosh you're gonna have to edit this (laughs) there's like you have like one shot to truly make the world what you want it to be so you have to say yes to what your soul is calling you to do Mm, I love that I love that Thank you so much for coming on the pod. So obviously this is all going to be in the show notes, but where can our listeners connect with you online and say hi? Yes, of course. So I'm most active on Instagram. Um, you'll find me at Wendy Weeks Wellness and you'll find me on Facebook. Same thing, Wendy Weeks Wellness. Um, you can connect with me there. And then my website is wendyweekswellness.com where you can inquire about nutritional therapy um, or switching to safer skincare and makeup, things like that. Um, and I'm about to launch a Facebook group too called the soul circle, where we're going to talk vulnerably about this kind of stuff. And it's very close to like this same concept of like living your fuck yes life, like saying yes to the things that light you up and supporting each other in vulnerability and the things that like our culture doesn't normally talk about. So, um, yeah, I would love to say hello to all of your listeners. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's been an honor. Thank you for coming on. I adore you. Of course. Oh, same. Right back at you, lady. And there you have it. Thank you, Wendy, so much for coming on the podcast. And for all of the show notes and everything we talked about in today's episode, check it out at Amanda Catherine Loy. That's Catherine with a K dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 25. And if you like this episode, make sure you give Wendy a shout out and shout out Live Your Fuck Yes Life on Instagram or shoot us a review, um, which takes very, very little time, but makes my heart so flippin' happy. Um, and share with a friend. Pass this info along, you guys. That is how um, the podcast gets into beautiful hands and how all of these incredible messages from all these guests get around. And in the meantime, I will see you guys in our Facebook community. And for all of that info, again, you can grab it in the show notes and I will see you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye.